Well, good morning. And welcome to our service of worship. Uh, I would like to take a moment and welcome uh, to our pulpit this morning, Nashish Nazim. Uh, Nashish is not new to hear us at Hamilton Union, uh, but, so we welcome her back. And uh, glad to have you with us, and thank you for, for being here. Uh, there is a uh, biography on Nashish in your bulletin, but I will just briefly uh, point out she has her Master's of Divinity degree from seminary in Pakistan and serves uh, as the stated pulpit uh, at the State Church, uh, State Street Church uh, here in our community and is the full-time pediatric palliative care chaplain at the Albany Medical Center. And so uh, we, we welcome Nashish and happy to have you with us this morning. Um, I'm just going to take a moment for if there are any announcements. I know Diane Irwin has an announcement that she's uh, prepared to give. And if there are any other announcements, we'll entertain those as well before we begin. We just wanted to remind everyone that next weekend, right after church, we are planning to celebrate the harvest. Um, so there are lots of hot dogs. We're planning to do the fire pit with marshmallows. So we hope everyone will plan to stay. And we have the chili cook-off. So if you so desire, I strongly encourage you to make a pot of chili. We will have the ability to plug those in during the service and keep them warm. So And we'll enjoy the harvest. So thank you. Trudy? I just want to announce next week will also be the two cents of the election. Thank you, Darlene. Yes, um, I'm speaking for the stewardship committee. Please watch your mailbox this week. We have our stewardship message out, and we hope that you will look inside your hearts and decide what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you, Darlene. Would there be any other announcements this morning? If not, we'll put the business of the church aside and worship our Lord. Again, my name is Bill Hasselbarth, and I will be serving this morning as the liturgist. And uh, I would uh, begin our uh, service with the opening grace to you and peace from God, the creator, and from Jesus Christ, our teacher and redeemer, and from the Holy Spirit who binds us in Christian worship. And I want to uh, welcome everyone here this morning, whether you are in person or joining us online. And we are so glad to have you have chosen to worship with us today. We extend a very special welcome to, again, our guest preacher this morning, who I've just introduced. Uh, and we begin our worship this morning by lighting the Christ candle. As we're taught, whenever we do this, we remember Jesus' promise in the Gospel of Matthew that wherever two or more are gathered in my name, I am there among them. 
Now, as we prepare our hearts and our minds for worship, I would invite you to use the words in the bulletin as a centering prayer to help guide you into this time and space as we listen to the prelude. Let us rise in body or remain upright in spirit as we join together in a call to worship. By awesome deeds, you answer us with deliverance, O God, of our salvation. You are the hope of all ends of the earth and of the farthest seas. Happy are those whom you choose and bring near to live in your courts. You shall be satisfied with Be glad and rejoice in the one who has given the early rain for your vindication and poured down for your abundant rain. Let us call on the name of the Lord. Let's join our voices together as we sing hymn number 32, I Sing the Mighty Power of God.
giving the opening prayer, I just want to make note and mention Nancy Messersmith is with us this morning with her daughters, Amy and, and Karen, and the little baby Alice, the granddaughter. So, and also a welcome to Kenny Band I see is here with us this morning. Welcome. All right, let us pray. God of rain and roaring waters, you pour out your spirit on all flesh, even as you silence the tumult of seas and of people. Water the furrows of this thirsty world with your abundance. Cleanse poisoned waters and moisten the parched lips of children. Revive the flagging spirits of those who dream, who have poured themselves out again and again in ways that have nourished others. Quiet the storms that ravage, the waves that threaten to overwhelm. Renew your people, even as you enable us to receive your Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Friends, even before we admit our sin, God promises to hear us with mercy. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let us pray. Prayer of confession, please join me. We are here, O oh God, to worship and to pray. We are here to give you thanks for all you have given us. Forgive us when we feel a bit proud of our prayers and our actions as your people. Remake us when we look down on the marginalized and those who are different. Help us see all people as your beloved ones and act accordingly. Help us truly be children of your love who know what we are called to do, no matter our age or our circumstances. Help us dream dreams of justice and then live those dreams into reality as we strive to be your beloved community. When we take your gifts for granted, help us run the race you set before us and help us work to make the world what you created it to be. Amen. Hear us now as we confess to you in the silence of our own hearts. Hear now the words of assurance. Beloved God, God hears our prayers and receives our prayers lovingly. God also receives us, just as we are, into God's loving arms that we may feel safe and warm and cherished. God hears our hearts and loves us for it. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now the passing of the peace. Children of God, claim your identity as a beloved one of God through the peace of Christ. And the peace of Christ be with each of you.
Do we have any young people with us this morning? <laughs> we have, we have, we, we're all young in one way, shape, or form. That's true. <laughs> Debbie is going to lead us with the children's message this morning. I've been informed that we're all young, so I guess we're going to. Um, I guess my children's message today changed a little bit as I was listening to the opening hymn. When I came downstairs this morning, I looked out into the front yard, and we have a huge sycamore tree in our front yard. And it is about a third of the leaves have fallen now. And my first thought was, oh, I really don't want to go outside today and rake leaves. And then I read the centering prayer, and I listened to the opening hymn. And my thoughts on that shifted. I get to go outside. I get to rake leaves. I get to witness God's beauty in the colors of the season. And I'm reminded of all the things that had to go absolutely right for us to have the colors that we have. We had to have the right amount of rain. We had to have the right amount of sunshine. We had to have exactly the right temperatures for us to have this display of fall color that we have. And I get to today go out and rake up leaves that God has provided for us. And I get to spend time witnessing the splendor of what he has created. And I'm taking that as a message to me to shift my way of thinking. It's not work. It's being able to rejoice in God's presence in my life. Shall we pray? Dear God, thank you for the colors of the season. Thank you for the reminder of your work in our lives and how you are ever present to provide beauty for each day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Prayer for illumination. Let us pray. Empty the rushing of our minds, Holy One, and the noise that blocks out your message. Open our hearts and our minds to the words we are about to hear. Seal them in our hearts, and in your name we pray. Amen. The Psalter lesson from today is Psalm 65, very much in line with Debbie's message to the children. Thanksgiving for Earth's Bounty. Praise is due to you, O God, in Zion, and to you shall vows be performed. O you who answer prayer, to you all flesh shall come when deeds of iniquity overwhelm us. You forgive our transgressions. Happy are those whom you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, your holy temple. By awesome deeds, you answer us with deliverance. O God of our salvation, you are the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas. By your strength, you establish the mountains. You are girded with might. You silence the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, the tumult of your peoples. Those who live at earth's farthest bounds are awed by your signs. You make the gateways of the morning and the evening shout for joy. You visit the earth and water it. 
you greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide the people with grain, for so you have prepared it. You water its furrows abundantly, settling its ridges, softening it with showers, and blessing its growth. You crown the year with your bounty. Your wagon tracks overflow with riches. The pastures of the wilderness overflow. The hills gird themselves with joy. The meadows clothe themselves with flocks. The valleys deck themselves with grain. They shout and sing together for joy. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now let us rise in body or remain upright in spirit as we sing together hymn number 475, Calm Thou Fount of Every Blessing.
Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'm so grateful to God for this honor that today I can worship with you and people who are online today. Our reading, the second reading is from 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 7 to 12, and it's the new intro, uh, international version. And I was like grateful because this is what I printed out. And when I saw that a talk, uh, Pastor Carl, he put on a bulletin, okay, NIV. So <laughs> kudos to him. Thank you. Please hear the word of God. When the Philistine heard that Israel had assembled at Mizpah, the rules of the the rulers of the Philistines came up to attack them. When the Israelites heard of it, they were afraid because of the Philistines. They said to Samuel, Do not stop crying out to the Lord our God for us, that he may rescue us from the hand of the Philistines. Then Samuel took a suckling lamb and sacrificed it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. He cried out to the Lord on Israel's behalf, and the Lord answered him. While Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, the Philistines, the Philistines drew near to engage Israel in battle, but that day the Lord thundered with the loud thunder against the Philistines and threw them into such a panic that they were routed before the Israelites. The men of Israel rushed out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines slaughtering them along the way to point below that car. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen. He named it Ebenezer, saying, Thus far the Lord had, has helped us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, today's theme is the memory of God's work. And if I ask you, and I don't know how much you are prepared, <laughs> this is not a classroom. But we are here to exchange our thoughts. So I don't know if you are prepared or not, but I will still shoot this question. She will, uh, I will still ask, and if you would like to participate, I'll be grateful. <clears throat> this kid wants to participate, so thank you. <laughs> yeah. So if I ask you if you have any memory of God's work in, in your life, do you feel urged to share it today? For a second, in a one sentence or two? If not, that's okay. There is no judgment. That is the good news. Yes? I have one that I don't remember when I'm sitting here. I was born six weeks early before they 
Thank you. And I see your other hand at the back. No? Okay. <laughs> that is a God's, the memory of God's work in your life. That you are sitting here today. <clears throat> and in this technological era, I mean, look, people are sitting in their house, in kitchen or in living room, listening to us, seeing us, and they are gathered with us today in the worship. <clears throat> and this time, we have numerous ways to make, save, or keep our memory. I mean, look, people put Facebook posts, tweeters, a lot of pictures, TikTok, and maybe you can say, what are these things? Nasish is talking. Believe me, I only use one thing, Facebook, maybe 12 years ago. <laughs> but my question is today, why do we make memories? I mean, if we keep talking about this, if we have more young people who know technologies, they can name more things. And the list go on and on and on. But why do we make memories? And I like to share this. Working as a pediatric palliative chaplain, this is what I brought today to show a memory, a hand mold of a baby, that this is what the nurses offer for those parents and families, their children passed. But what a unique way to give a memory to a family, to grandparents. I'll just keep it here if you want to have a look later. And I brought a picture of us four siblings that after 12 years in this April, we had a reunion on my sister's wedding, which I officiate, so I'll just leave it here. And we all know these kind of things that still people do, or they have unique ways to do these. I experience mothers that who keep the necklaces of the footprint or a handprint, or keep ashes in a locket. That is not new. That is not new. We see this tradition back in biblical time as well. And today's scriptures tells us that Samuel erected a large stone. And I'm so glad to, to see this bulletin that, I mean, here, we see a large stone as well. 
a large stone so everywhere everyone remembers God protected Israelites. I don't know how many of us have a memory of this story, but the background of this event is this story. The Philistines were the suppressors of ancient Israel. They took their swords and lands, and Israel responded. And under Samuel's leadership, Israel received as uh, revived as a people and trusted the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Let's not forget that they worked under Samuel's leadership, but who was their trust? Their trust was on God. And Bible tells us that they prayed, repented, and God gave them victory. And what happened? And Samuel set down a stone and gave it a name, Ebenezer. That's what he said, Ebenezer. What it means, stone of help. And why he chose this name? Up to this point, the Lord has helped us. This is what 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 12 tells us. The Lord has helped us. And I am going back to your testimony that you shared that you are here today. And up to this point, Lord has helped you coming early six weeks. I don't know you were in NICU in that time where the home was the NICU. <clears throat> but up to this point, you are here. And that is the help. This is the Ebenezer. This is the memory. And we can think of that, oh, why he erected a stone? I mean, the stone here was not for idolatry. Moses' law did not prohibit it. If we see, Moses commanded Israel to set, set up plaster stones with God's law. If we see in, um, in Old Testament, we see that. We know that Joshua set 12 stones at Gilgal for the crossing of Jordan. And 80 years ago, 
I have, <coughs> excuse me, I visited Montana and uh, at Rocky Mountains, I had a chance to visit, go up to see this, uh, if I am not wrong, I may shovel the woods, but I think it's the, the lady of Rocky Mountain. And this is a statue erected on uh, Rocky Mountain of um, Mother Mary's. And the story behind is that a lady was cancerous and her husband promised that if she will be cured from her disease, he will erect a statue. Uh, a statue of Mother Mary. By the grace of God, she healed. And I think if we, if I'm not wrong, I believe initially he uh, put a one uh, foot of Mother Mary's statue in his front yard. And he shared this idea with his friends and they were like, oh, but who gonna know this story? And one of his friends gave him a donation of $1,000, and then the project was on and on, and I don't remember, I believe, I don't want to give away information, but it probably took 10 years or so to complete that project, and is erected there, and now it's a whole ministry. And that was their memory. Today we can think of what is my memory of God's work and God's help. I mean, we know that Joshua set 12 stones at Gilgal for the crossing uh, to the Jordan, as I mentioned before. And Samuel's stone would represent how far God had taken his people. They had further to go, but it was good to remember just how far they had come. How far you had come. And you were able to share this, this God's help with us today. And we are to be people who celebrate God's work in our lives. Is that not a joy that we are here today? The generations who came out of Egypt, they forgot all God had done for them but I think we should not forget what God had done in our life and what God is doing in our life. I think we should not repeat that error. But it's not a blame game on them. It's just an example I believe if we sit in a corner or in a silence 
and we start writing down and then we will realize that how many blessings how many great works that God has done in our life we are not acknowledging <clears throat> and moreover we should not forget what the Lord has done through Jesus Christ in our life He has given his only son for our sins. So today, you and I can come before God in a, such a liberty where we could not think of, of ourselves that who we are. But we just know that we are God's children. I can think of a few times or a few things when we should or we could be thankful for God's help. And you may have more. We humans receive help through Christ who gave his body for us and instituted communion and told us what to do to do in his remembrance. We are all experienced and will have his support individually. So we remember and celebrate it. Quick three things I will share with you, or maybe four. <clears throat> First thing, We can be thankful to God for the interpersonal relationship with him. And that is the beauty of, of his help. That we can build our relationship, our interpersonal relationship with God. And that's just not can happen in one snip. It's an ongoing process. It's a spiritual warfare every day. Samuel inspired words apply well to each of us today. Lord, help us through Christ. I mean, how patient has he been? Please think of, of the sanctification he has work in, in you and rejoice. I'll share with you a story of a young girl when she was 20, 21 year old. <clears throat> and back in Pakistan, she was using a public transportation to go to her work. She covered her head and uh, a lady who was sitting next to her poked her. Hey, you don't say your five-time prayers a day. And you're probably aware that uh, Muslim people, they say their prayers five times a day. Well, innocently, that young girl said, 
Well, I don't. And this <clears throat> elderly person, she, she snapped on her hand and she said, look at your nails. They are well painted. And in Islamic uh, religion, if your nails are paint, they believe you, you, your hands are not washed properly and your prayers are not considered or valid. Well, she looked at her hands and she said, well, I don't. She took us a little pause for a few seconds and she looked at that lady and she said, uh, <clears throat> what about the filthiness I have in my heart? And no one aware about it, except the God. That lady looked at her and she said, are you Christian? And that, that, <clears throat> that girl replied, by the grace of God, I am. And today I am grateful to grateful to God with you for the faith God had put it in that girl that today she is here serving you. And the second thing, your church family. I wish I, I knew more about this church, but there are a few recognized faces over here that I can tell how much they have been engaged to this church and to the presbytery. But we can be thankful to God for our church family. I remember when I joined New Covenant Church 11 years ago, <clears throat> and Pastor Katie, I think a few months before she came, excuse me, <clears throat> and uh, that time in New Covenant Church, we thought that we may have the budget for four years. But God, he had been faithful up to this point that 12 years ago, our budget was, as I said, was only sufficient for four years of survival and the session was thinking we will be closed. Is that not faithfulness of God to the new covenant church? And I believe there are many, many stories this session and this church has. And the third, third thing, our health. God has used sickness and health, good times and bad, for his glory. We can think of this uh, blind man who was blind from his birth. And people like me and you were asking, oh, 
is behind his his blindness? But that was for God's glory. I am not saying that you and I do not or will not have health issues. But at this moment, you are here, I am here, and praise the God we are alive. And moreover, we are in his presence. And the very last thing, how do you see God's hand of blessing in your career, in your friendship, in your family, and in your life? How far has God taken you? Celebrate his help up to this point and ask for greater strength for the days to come. We are all <clears throat> a work in progress. And my favorite word is, and this is my own creation, that we are perfectly imperfect. We are perfectly imperfect and we need Christ, our Ebenezer. We often interfere with God's work in us, but consider and celebrate his work in your life. Praise him for how far he has taken you. Brothers and sisters in Christ, let's rely on God's love. Instead of our own strength and own strategy, own wisdom, our knowledge, let's, let's rely on God. Our victory is in the Lord and Him alone. Today's let's put up Jesus Christ, our Ebenezer, in our lives and build our house in him. For times to time, it is good to set down our own Ebenezer stone to celebrate God's faithfulness up to this point and the cross of Christ should turn us into the most grateful people. So sometime we must stop and consider how God has been in delivering us thus far. This is the good news of the word. Thanks be to God. Thank you for that message. May we hear and respond to this word and teaching that we have received this morning. May we dream dreams and have visions of what is possible.
through the aid and guidance of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now I'll welcome Charlotte to provide the moment for mission this morning. This particular <clears throat> minute for mission is part of the Mission and Social Witnesses Committee uh, theme of uh, learning about poverty that we have uh, undertaken throughout this year. The one that I have uh, chosen to do was to find out what kind of poverty is, is in existence in our school system today here in Gilderland. The information I received, I got from a conversation with the school nurse, Mary Zwegerman. She's the school nurse at Gilderland Elementary School, and she's also the school district head nurse. So she was able to speak in general, but her specific thoughts were more related to what she'd experienced at Gilderland Elementary School. My first question was, um, how much poverty have the school nurses seen? And she said, uh, each elementary school is different based on location. The schools that have more uh, immigrants, more renters, more trailer parks would be the ones that would have more poverty, and they happen to be Altamont, Gilderland, and Westmere. She said over the last eight years, which is how long she'd been there, she's seen an increase. The next question I asked her was, what are the characteristics do you see in the children that would lead you to believe that they are experiencing poverty at home? And she said, these things are the red flags to her. More visits to the nurse, poor hygiene, fatigue, coming to school hungry, clothes being dirty, odor, poor dental health, children not wanting to come to school, acting withdrawn, shoes falling apart, being late for school, and not wanting to make friends. I asked her then what specific health issues she actually saw when they come to visit her. She said certain things, asthma, allergies, anxiety, and depression. Mind you, we're talking about elementary school-aged children. I asked her also, what are some of the contributing factors to the illnesses and the characteristics that she sees? And she said, a lot of families don't have a car. Uh, they don't have enough beds for the children to sleep in. There's trouble paying rent, and they may not have a working phone. I asked her, what, well, what does the school nurse do? And she said, for one thing, they work very, very closely with the teachers. The school teachers do have a very... Um, Keen, uh, keen observation on what goes on in the children and can deduce from what they see what might be going on at home. She said particularly the English as a second language teachers are the, are the ones that have a one-on-one -on -one with the students and are much, they have a, a better handle on what goes on. They identify the children in need, children in need and one of the things they do is a lot of education with the families on the school breakfast program, free and reduced lunch program, New York State health benefits for children, and Albany County programs. Sometimes they need to provide transportation. All vaccinations are free from the Albany County Health Department. And at Christmas, they do some identification. And she said last year there were um, 20 families in the Gelderland Elementary School that needed help for the Christmas holidays, similar to you know what we, we deal with here in our Joy Gifts program. She said the interesting thing is they ask the families to request items, 
and they were basic things. Grocery store gift cards, underwear, winter clothing, coats, bedding, diapers, Christmas tree, decorations. I was kind of shocked, having grown up in Gilderland. As most of you know, I've lived here all of my life, and I've seen this as a suburb become well-developed, affluent, a good school system, high taxes, which people pay. And uh, it was shocking to find out what she had to tell me. And Mission Social Witness has dedicated this year to the uh, study of poverty. And where we go from here is we're, we're going to put all our ideas together. We are well aware of the Matthew 25 program that our church has embraced, and we're hoping that the knowledge that we've picked up as we've studied different aspects of poverty can stimulate us to some sort of action, a plan of action that would be helpful to our community and beyond. Thank you. With what we just heard this morning, let us pray. As God has poured into us, may we pour ourselves out that the message of God's good abundance may be fully proclaimed.
Please join me in the prayer of dedication. Let us pray. God, we are so grateful that you name and claim us as your beloved ones. We thank you with all our hearts for the cleansing rain in our souls. And so we offer you what we have, our resources, our time, our energy, our very selves for your ministry in the world. Amen. in State Street and New Covenant that we do share our joys and concerns, so am I right? Yes. So this is the time to share our joys and concerns. And I, yes. for sharing this joy about Megan and hey work in progress what an achievement today and yes of course prayers for the wisdom and moreover listening the whisper of Holy Spirit so we can act accordingly any other joy or concern we have today prayer for Fern Weber who is now an opening med um, with a back issue and a medication mix-up that threw her blood sugar through the roof while she was in the hospital for being over-medicated. So um, she's a long-time member here, and hopefully they can get everything straightened out for her. May you ask the name again, please? Fern. or let's pray and I have gone through the prayer concerns we have in our bulletin uh, due to the time we, uh, I will not say each name but we will pray in one way let's pray loving God our hearts are filled with your joy Thank you for welcoming us home through Jesus Christ, who became our Ebenezer 
Help us to focus and rely on you, O Lord. And in one faith, we ask you to hear our prayers that we put all these names in our bulletin and for the names we said loud today are the names we have in our hearts. We are thankful to you for Megan, for a new change. And Lord, today we also remember people who are going through poverty, hunger. We pray for the peace in Ukraine. We pray for the flood victim in Pakistan. And moreover, Lord, we ask the whisper of your Holy Spirit that we experience your wisdom in this time to heal others and bring Christ the Ebenezer in their life. We say this prayer with the prayer your son Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive our debts as we forgive those who debts against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our final hymn is hymn number 330.
keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you for your Ebenezer, God Jesus Christ.